This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And that works really well for some people. And some people really do well with, I'm just going to dive in and experiment with this and see how my body reacts. And then I can base it on that. So you can go, you can go either way. Interesting discussion we're having with Jonathan Glass on our program. We've really just begun this discussion. You want to join us in our discussion, you can, too, at any point during our program. He's with us for our entire show until 7.30 this morning. Our number here at The Fan is 877-337-6666. Jonathan is an Ayurvedic, Ayurvedic practitioner, author of the upcoming book. We'll talk about Total Life Cleanse, a 30-day program to detoxify and nourish the body, mind, and soul. It's Sunday morning on The Fan, and good morning, everybody. It's a holiday weekend for a lot of people. Hopefully, it's been a good one for you and yours. You're safe. Maybe you got to spend some time with uh, family and friends. And maybe you also eat a little bit too much. That's part of what we're talking about with the guest who has joined us on our program. Jonathan Glass is talking with us. He's an Ayurvedic uh, practitioner, author of the upcoming book, um, Total Life Cleanse, a 28-day program to detoxify and nourish the body, mind, and soul. Um, I didn't ask you this earlier. Why did you do the book at this point in your life and work? Well, I've been teaching this program for about 20 years mm-hmm. um, in my private practice in Concord, Massachusetts. And I've been wanting to write a book for a number of years. I, it actually took me about 10 years to write because I stopped and started. I had little kids and um, it was something that initially I wanted to offer for my patients just to have everything um, all in one place for all the, the people to go through my program. And, uh, but it, it's it's grown into something much more than that, really, over the last few years. It's something that I feel strongly about, and I feel that the more people that read the book, um, it will inspire them to take up a healthier dietary and lifestyle practices in their life. And I, I've just seen pretty dramatic uh, transformations in people's health over the years, and it's just something that I wanted to share to a larger community of people. Now, in your private practice, let's talk a little bit about that. When did that start? Well, initially, back in the mid-'80s, I started out um, as a massage therapist. I Mm -hmm. studied out in California, and I studied herbs and nutrition back then, and then gradually I uh, went into acupuncture, Chinese medicine. And um, from there... All along, I was studying Ayurveda, and a couple times I I went to India for about five months at a time and studied Ayurveda in India, and uh, also had some teachers from the West, too, that I've been studying with over the last few years. So it's just been a a gradual process, and I've been been practicing acupuncture since 1995, and I have a regular practice. I, I work with people with acupuncture, nutrition, diet, um, something called kinesiology, Ayurveda. So it's a it's an eclectic practice. So I really work with people's 
dietary and lifestyle practices as well as helping them through the practice of acupuncture. All right. I didn't go this route at the very beginning of our discussion, but mm-hmm. I guess we should. <laughs> acupuncture. All right. Yes. Um, some people immediately when they hear that term think, oh, wait a minute, this is, somebody's going to stick me with a bunch of needles? How do you respond? <laughs> well, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people that come to me, certainly not all, because I have a lot of regulars who are very familiar with acupuncture, but I have a handful of patients who come to me sort of as a last resort because they've, they've tried other things and, and things just haven't worked. So those are the ones that sort of have this idea of, oh, it's just some guy sticking needles or you stick a needle in the area of the pain, that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, acupuncture is becoming much more accepted and popular. I, I have such a different experience now than I did even five, and even and t- certainly 10 years ago with local doctors. I have doctors referring to me on a regular basis now where 10 years ago, the mood was half the time they were they would say it doesn't do anything and half the time they would say sure if you like it you know try it but now we're actually finding that people uh in the medical world children's hospital in boston has it my local hospital has acupuncturists so it's something that's becoming much more uh common in in, in the fabric of mainstream society and you know remember that for something like acupuncture to be around for around 5,000 years, uh, when you actually you are using needles and inserting them in specific places in the body, it wouldn't stick around this long if it didn't have some efficacy, if it didn't actually work. So it's, it's a very, very powerful system of, of medicine, and uh, people get great results from it. What is driving the move toward... A more of a, a mainstream approach when it comes to acupuncture? Well, I think, I think really that um, because certain things in conventional medicine, and conventional medicine is, is incredible in many, many ways. I mean, it's, it's, I am not against conventional medicine. I'm only against conventional medicine when there's the, the wrong use of it. But there's a lot of areas where conventional Western medicine just doesn't or can't do the job. There's not much they can do. I mean, I have someone in pain, then it's either for these people, either surgery, cortisone shots, or drugs. And that's not always appropriate. And and certainly for someone who's in pain, um, becoming addicted to the medications, that can make them not only become addicted but feel lousy is is a real problem. So people are really looking for alternatives, things that they can do to feel better that don't have negative consequences to them. And so that that's why we're seeing such a growth in things like acupuncture, massage therapy, chiropractic, and also diet. People are becoming much more aware of what they put into their body, how it, how it affects how they feel. And, you know, as we get older, these things seem to matter more and more for many of us. And like I said, there's, there's many athletes now that are becoming much more aware of, of how they eat and how their longevity of, of an athlete is going to be because of how they take care of themselves. Well, with you having said that, 
we also hear about people who take an approach with dieting, and there I am using that word again, yeah. of what is known as crash dieting. Is that, can that be viewed as either safe or effective? You know, generally, I would say no. Generally, I would say no, although there are exceptions, and, and I'll, I'll explain that in a second. Because the, the problem with crash dieting, especially if it's low-calorie dieting, is that the body adapts. So the body will, at first, you'll lose some weight, and the body's very intelligent, and it basically says, oh, low calories? We're in low-calorie mode, so we better hold on to everything we're eating and store it because, you know, we're going through a, a phase of famine. So the body will actually adapt and then you'll start storing fat to protect yourself and that can create a vicious cycle. And that, that's one of the big problems that crash dieting does and people that, that do it again and again and again is they'll lose some weight, the body will start storing and, you know, they don't, they don't lose the weight or they even gain the weight back on a lower amount of calories. So now they're eating less calories and they're getting fatter. So it's, it's generally not a good idea. But what, when I say when I, crash dieting, there's another angle of doing that. And I think of that in terms of cleansing. Now, cleansing is not crash dieting, but eating really clean for a couple times a year. This is what Ayurveda recommends, that twice a year, at least in the fall, and in the spring, and I actually do a program in the winter, I call it the recovery cleanse in January, because people get so, you know, they get so whacked out with their diets over the holidays. But generally speaking, a couple times a year, eating super simple, super clean, and doing possibly some herbs or nutrients that help the body, support the, the body natural detoxification, is a really, really good idea. And by doing that, we reset. So it's not a, it's not a, it's not a fast, it's not a, necessarily a low-calorie diet, but it's really removing many of the foods that are addictive, uh, unhealthy, fat-promoting, you know, that type of thing. So when we do the cleanse, we're going to remove uh, even dairy from the diet, uh, processed grains, sugar, um, red meat, things like that. And when you take this approach with cleansing twice a year, or if one goes the approach of also doing this during the winter, which you said you sometimes do that as well, then what happens when one finishes the cleanse? Yeah, well, it's a great question. We at the the last the last uh, week of the cleanse, we have a lot of discussions about that and. Um, when you've cleansed, and we also come from the perspective that many people actually have different degrees of food sensitivities, and that's something that, again, is becoming more understood, more accepted in Western, Western medicine. Um, but people have sensitivities, so that means certain foods will instigate some kind of an immune reaction, and that can be either an immediate reaction or delayed, what's called a delayed sensitivity. So when you've cleansed for, you know, three weeks, a month, you've really given the body a break 
for many of the most common, the foods that are most commonly aggravating or create what's called food sensitivities. So by doing that, you create a window of opportunity, which means that if you are very intelligent and do it very methodically, you can bring back one food at a time for a few days, and you can actually see how it impacts you. So for instance, there are many people who are sensitive to wheat these days, and there's a good reason for that, which I'm happy to explain if you're interested at some point. Um, so after the cleanse, what a person can do is the first food they bring back, for instance, could be wheat. So they just have bread for a couple days and they notice how they feel. Now they may notice anything from digestive issues. They may notice stiffness in the joints, or they may even notice, and this is very, very common with wheat, um, mental fogginess. So by, by doing the cleanse, you create a window of opportunity to then bring foods back in and experiment and really feel how things are impacting you, which is really wonderful. And then, then you get to make your own choice. Some people then can have a food that they're sensitive to occasionally, but they know that, you know, I really can't have this every day if I want to feel the best I, I'm able to feel. Mm. Interesting discussion we are having on our program on the fan this morning with uh, Jonathan Glass. He's an Ayurvedic uh, practitioner, author of the upcoming book, Total Life Cleanse, a uh, 28-day program to detoxify and nourish the body, mind, and soul. He is joining us on our program on the fan this morning. He'll be with us for our entire show until 7.30 when the NFL preview program happens here on uh, WFAN. I'm Bob Salter. And I mentioned earlier, too, that um, if folks are on point with some of the things that we're talking about, whether it's um, acupuncture, Ayurvedic um, medicine, or even this idea of um, cleansing, you can join us by phone, 877-337-6666. That's our number here at uh, WFAN. Or um, those of you who are online want to do something through Facebook, um, certainly go through uh, radio legend Bob Salter, and post your uh, comments and thoughts there, too. One of the thoughts that I had heading into our discussion today, and we're going to take a pause in a moment here, so I want you to kind of think about this and address this when we um, come back after our sports update, is this idea of the cleanse, and a lot of people will take an approach when New Year's happens, that this is going to be one of their resolutions, okay? And I want to talk mm -hmm. about this from the standpoint of that approach and also what the real likelihood is of, first of all, that happening, and secondly, somebody actually sticking to it. We'll talk mm -hmm. more with you, uh, Jonathan, as we continue on our program this Sunday morning. I love it when he gets fired up on Sunday mornings talking about Monday's show. Good morning, everybody. This is Bob Solter. We're in discussion with uh, Jonathan Glass on our program. Jonathan is an Ayurvedic practitioner, author of the upcoming book, um, which is entitled Total Life Cleanse, a 28-day program to detoxify and nourish your body, mind, and soul. A um, lot to talk with uh, Jonathan about on our program and I've mentioned, too, that uh, in this discussion, if uh, you want to join us with some thoughts on acupuncture, Ayurvedic medicine, or on the idea of uh, cleansing, perhaps you've tried it. You want to share your experience with that? 
877-337-6666. That's our number here at The Fan. Now, I posed the question to you before we went to uh, Dave's update and uh, messages on The Fan about this idea of starting a cleanse. A lot of people will start this literally the day after New Year's. And New Year's this year falls on a Monday, so a lot of people are going to start things in terms of um, approaches to eating or lifestyle changes because it's the start of the week, start of a new year, etc. Is that, number one, a good idea to start a cleanse on a day like New Year's, especially when, and I hate to say this, but it's true in some cases, some people are just hung over that day. So, yeah, that's a great question. You know, there's a, there's a couple couple thoughts come to mind with that. One is timing, I believe, is, is important, even during my cleanse. So say we start on a Wednesday night. I tell everybody, you don't have to start Thursday morning. Get yourself acquainted with what you're going to do get the food you're going to need, chalk out some plans about how you're going to integrate some of these things, maybe start on Saturday. Get everything you need together so that you have a better chance to actually do the program. So it's it's not easy shifting on a dime. It's really not. And, in fact, that's one of the main reasons why I even started this program 20 years ago is because I had a lot of patients who who their diets were a complete wreck and coming in and seeing myself and some of the other practitioners in my office um, was a little bit like putting a Band-Aid on a, on a scab, you know, that, that kept to prevent it from opening up again, but it wasn't healing anything. So we've created something to really support people through a program so that they can actually be successful in going through the whole program. And it's not easy. But part of that is giving knowledge. And that's one of the reasons why I wrote the book is if you have an understanding why you're doing what you're doing, it can't make you disciplined, but it can help. It can really help by understanding why you're doing what you're doing and how to do it in the most effective way possible. And then there's a chance that you can actually succeed. The other thing, honestly, is if you do it with either a group of people under some kind of guidance, or at least you do it with a couple friends. It's so much easier than doing it alone because you're, you're going against the tide. I mean, 99.9% of your friends and the people out there are not going to make it easy for you. And, and life itself doesn't make it easy. I mean, you, you go to work and there's still candy everywhere and there's, you know, there's still cakes everywhere and it's not going to be easy. So getting support, getting understanding of why you're doing it and understanding how to do it really makes a big difference. So that's a big reason why so many people fail. They start with all good intentions and either they don't feel well for a couple of days and they, 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 they give up because they're not feeling great or they just don't have the discipline to do it. So, but having support and knowledge really makes a big difference. And when you say that support and knowledge, you're talking about knowledge and support from family members? 
friends well, or just what? I mean, honestly, what I what I mean is there's a there's a tremendous amount of resources out there. There's practitioners. There's um, in, in in a perfect world, I would say, you know, get get with a practitioner who can a holistic practitioner that can actually help you go through the process. I mean, if you're just trying to lose a couple pounds or, or clean up your diet a little bit, yeah, maybe you can do that on your own. But for people to really make significant transformations in their diet and lifestyle, it's not easy. I've had one patient over the last 30 years, and she came in to me, and, and she sat down in front of me, and she said, you're probably going to tell me I need to stop eating so much sugar. And she said the same thing about alcohol, about coffee, and you're probably going to tell me I need to exercise more and do yoga and meditate and do this and that. And I, I, it was pretty funny. She was a very strong, red-haired businesswoman, just like really intense person. She gave me a whole list of all the things that she said I was probably going to tell her, and I pretty much agreed with everything. And the next week she came back, she did everything that was on her list, and then she told me I was the best practitioner she's ever met. <laughs> but I didn't do anything. I just said, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. So that's pretty rare, though. It's pretty rare that somebody has that amount of discipline um, to make those kinds of changes. So I, I do feel that getting support can be really helpful, and, and that's one reason why I created the Total Life Cleanse and why we're going to be – we have the book and we have access to online programs and, and getting the support that people really need to make those kinds of changes. WFAN's toll-free line is 877-337-6666. It's brought to you by Mohegan Sun. Unlimited possibilities await you at Mohegan Sun. Plan your stay at mohegansun.com. I'll tell you what, let's start with folks on the phone. 877-337-6666. I had a feeling we might touch a chord with some folks listening to us. Let's go first to uh, Brooklyn, to Weiss, who's been waiting for a while. Weiss, good morning. Welcome to The Fan. Good morning. Thank you very much, Bob. Um, great information. Thank you very much, gentlemen. For I, I think it's a great topic, uh, Dr. Lassman. I think, you know, you're definitely touching on a topic that um, I think uh, a lot of people are talking about more these days, and certainly Tom Brady with his TB12 diet. Uh, I think it's certainly an uh, interesting concept, and I think some of the proof is in the pudding, and it's certainly uh, I think the longevity that is providing him and his performance isn't suffering at all, obviously. But one thing I wanted to talk about in terms of a plant-based diet is the fact that I think pesticides, I don't think we talk about enough of the impact of pesticides on our on our vegetables and, and the fact that if you do go to a plant-based diet, you need to be conscious of that. And then the whole organic vegetables uh, in terms of what's available to us and what's labeled as organic. Um, I think a study showed that 60 to 70% of what's labeled as organic is truly not organic. Um, mm -hmm. And so the diseases that we also encounter through pesticides, I think, cannot be discounted. The cancers, the skin diseases, the, you know, so what would be your answer to that? Please. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. That's a great, great point. Great question. Um, herbicides and pesticides are a huge issue, a huge, huge issue. Um, I'll dare to say genetically modified foods are also potentially a huge issue, um, not just because they're genetically modified, but because of the herbicides that are used, the glyphosate, um, different 
herbicides that are required um, in those types of foods. And yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of uh, indications and data that indicates there's a cause of cancer and different diseases. So this this is really huge. Um, and the organic standards are 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 decreasing all the time. So when something says organic, like you said, it's not it's far from 100% organic. Now, it's going to it, it's going to be better most likely than a large conventional farm, but it does not mean it's 100% organic. So probably the best thing you can do is if you can find out from your local the most local farm you possibly can that is claiming to be organic, find out what their data is. Because there's the organic laws, something that's required, you know, what you have to do to call yourself organic. And then there's other standards. And there are farms out there that have much higher standards. And there are many farms that will do the bare minimum to be considered organic. So now one point with with plant-based, and you brought that up that I mean, the vegetables and the fruits are, are being sprayed like crazy these days. Um, but it's really important is if somebody eats meat, and we don't think about this very often, but what are they eating? Most, unless it's so-called organic, which isn't necessarily 100%, but inorganic meat are animals that have been eating for years genetically modified foods, and inorganic vegetables and grains and grasses. So that means those pesticides and those herbicides are accumulating in the tissues of those animals. So in one sense, we're getting more pesticides because they're higher up on the food chain. We're getting concentrates of these pesticides and herbicides from eating the flesh of the animals. So in one sense, eating organic you know, grass raised everything is going to be um, more important, or certainly have a, a big importance um, in relationship to the vegetables. Also, so it is a really big issue, and uh, one of the things that we're starting to understand also is some of these herbicides damage the gut, and then the gut becomes slack, which means that there, create something called leaky gut and that means undigested proteins get into the bloodstream which creates havoc immune reactions autoimmune reactions all kinds of itises even uh, impacts the brain and mental clarity so there's all kinds of connections that are being made now and this this data is going to be coming out into mainstream society probably three to five years. It's not out yet completely, but there's a lot going on with this, and it's it's actually a very serious thing because it's our food. And in America, we're kind of funny. In, in other countries in Europe, they're a lot they're they're much more strict about what they're allowed to put on the food. And in America, we're still a little bit behind. You know, behind the scene in terms of um, our awareness of what these toxic chemicals are actually doing to our food yeah, and, and how I'm, they're actually impacting our body. Absolutely. And then and then there are countries like Japan 
that have been impacted by the radiation leaks of Fukushima, for example, Absolutely. where obviously obviously the impact to the soil has been incredible. But I think what I've found out is that the government obviously has to downplay that. Um, and, and I just feel like the and and if you look at the statistics, the cancer rates in Japan are going are are, are tr- tremendously higher than they were five years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. And and so what they're consuming and ingesting is is, is having an obviously an adverse impact uh, on their health and, and and because of things like that. So anyway, I, I really appreciate it. Um, thank you for all the great information and Bob. Thank you as well. Thank you for your call this morning, Weiss. 877-337-6666. That's our number here at The Fan. You want to join us in our discussion. You mentioned um, a couple of minutes ago the idea of um, sensitivity to wheat, which eh, we sort of yes. brushed upon that on this yep. program before. Sensitivity in what way? Okay, so you know, a, a sensitivity is basically a, an immune reaction to something. And you can have, there's a number of different immune reactions. You can have what's called an IgE, which is more of a classic allergy to something. There's also an IgG, which is called a delayed sensitivity. So it means a protein that your body's taken in is having some kind of reaction, but it's a, an immune reaction has been created, but there's a cascade of events before you actually notice it. Where typically an IgE is you eat something and then you get a rash, or it's, it's a fairly immediate kind of reaction. So we, we have these things called food sensitivities, and there's, there's blood tests you can take, and there's, there's different ways to assess these sensitivities. Many doctors will just check what's called IgE, which is an immediate reaction. Now many doctors are checking other types of sensitivities, the, the different more delayed sensitivities. And what happens is that we don't really know that something's impacting us because you could eat something on Monday and on Wednesday feel kind of lousy. And it could be that food that you ate on one, on Monday. Now, wheat is a very, very common sensitivity. I see it all the time in my practice. And, you know, maybe you've heard this, Bob, before, but the idea was that back in the 70s, they hybridized wheat. They made it shorter. And they made each stock have many, many um, more kernels on it. it. It's not genetically modified. Some people jump to that. It's hybridized. It's, it was a way of of making the plant shorter, stockier, have a, a shorter turnover rate. Uh, it wasn't, uh, didn't break in the wind as easily, and you could create a lot more wheat. We'll talk more so, with you as we continue. We're also going to get into talking about the effect that consuming sugar has. Yes, there's something that gets everybody's attention. More with Jonathan as we continue this Sunday morning. WFAN, WFAN-FM, New York. It's the NFL preview that happens at 7.30 this morning. After our 8 o'clock update, Rick Wolf is along with the Sports Edge program. And a Sunday morning favorite. It's football Sunday that happens after our 9 o'clock update on the fan this morning. Good morning, everybody. This is Bob Salter. 
We're having an interesting uh, discussion. Hopefully you're finding some of the information very useful as well. We are in discussion with a guest on our program, Jonathan Glass. He's an Ayurvedic practitioner, author of the upcoming book, Total Life Cleanse, a 28-day program to detoxify and nourish the body, mind, and soul. I mentioned what we'll do is to try to work in some of the thoughts from some of the folks listening to us as well. 877-337-6666 is our phone number here at The Fan. You want to join us in that discussion. I want to get into talking about uh, sugar as well in uh, this chat. But uh, let's go back to the phones here. WFAN's toll-free line, 877-337-6666, brought to you by Mohegan Sun. Unlimited possibilities await you at Mohegan Sun. Plan your stay at mohegansun.com. Let's head to uh, Tom, who's joining us from Arizona. Where in Arizona are you calling us from, Tom? Good morning. Uh, good morning, uh, Mesa. Oh, good morning. Welcome to the fan. Thank you. This isn't uh, so much a question as it is something that um, has happened to me recently. I went on a, um, I'm an over-the-road truck driver, mm-hmm. and I went on a uh, plant-based diet uh, about four and a half months ago and um, basically told by my doctors that I was a heart attack waiting to happen. My HDL was uh, 260. Um, my triglycerides were at 154. And within a month and a half, um, by doing what I'm doing, um, I brought both of those down to normal, which they really couldn't explain or wanted to know what I was doing. And um, it's just, it's really an amazing thing in, in the way that it makes you feel, um, the energy level that I have. I prepare all my food. I bring it with me out on the road um, uh, because it's not easy doing what I'm doing. And I just started to deteriorate. And um, it's, uh, I have uh, sisters, a sister now and some friends that are doing it. And, um, you know, a lot of this is just, uh, you know, educating yourself on, uh, you know, what you're uh, putting in your body. Uh, So I want to thank Jonathan for uh, doing what he's doing. Um, And I wanted to ask, do you know when the uh, book is supposed to come out? Yeah, great. Hey, congratulations. That is so great to hear. So great to hear. Good for you for making those, those, those big changes. Um, the book is coming out in January, the end of January, and but you can pre-order it on Amazon now or Barnes and Noble, and you can get it for thirty-three percent off at this point until it comes out in January. So thank you so much, right. and um, that's such great feedback. And that that happens. I mean, that's what happens when people make these kind of changes. And um, there's a, a doctor, Doctor Esselstein, who's a a uh, plant-based doctor who was a heart surgeon. And he, he often makes a joke where he says, a lot of my colleagues think I'm, I'm extreme or I'm, I'm, I'm drastic in recommending these dietary changes. And he says, you know, I think it's more drastic to, to have to saw open the chest of somebody. That's extreme. You right. Know, making, asking somebody to make some dietary changes, that's far less extreme than having to saw someone's right. chest open. And he did, he saw a lot of chests open. And after a while, he saw that, you know, people keep coming back. I'm not helping people and perhaps saving their lives, but I'm not helping them live a better life. Right. 
the amazing thing is I noticed a difference too within four or five days. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and it wasn't, it's just not me. It was, um, my sister. I have another sister that was able to get off medication in such a short amount of time. And, um, uh, you know, we we don't even we don't even really talk much. Of, I mean, the phar- pharmaceutical, you know, companies and this and that. It's just it really it's amazing. And you know, I'm still quote unquote you know virgin as far as this goes. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm trying to gather as much information as I possibly can. And and um, you know, I believe exercise and and that has a lot to do with it too. But uh, I know the dieting. It's it really just is remarkable and. I actually, I, I also had a nodule on my lung, and because I was a previous smoker, um, uh, again they they did a CAT scan. They told me that I was going to have a CAT scan done every three to six months for the next two years, and within within uh, three months that was it was eight centimeters. Uh, within three months, that was completely and totally gone. Wow. So now, whether that had to do with the diet or not, you know, I mean. I, all I know is um, it's working for me, and I'm a firm believer in it. And uh, so, so are the people that uh, uh, friends and couple family members that are doing it are also really excited about it. So That's I just fantastic. want to thank you for doing what you're doing, Tom. Thank, thank you very you. much. Thank you. Thank you for your call, your patience right. on the phone. Travel safely as well. Good health to you. 877-337-6666, our number here at The Fan. Next up is Leonardo in Manhattan, who's been waiting for a while. Good morning. Welcome hey, good, to The Fan. Thank you, thank you. Um, two quick questions for the doctor. Um, about nine months ago, I had a very bad neck pain, so bad, um, I was almost, I was even thinking of maybe going to the hospital. And I was sitting for a long time, and I went to an acupuncturist here in New York City. And the pain went from excruciating to zero. And even it was even less than zero. I, I had a high, I would say, for about 12 hours afterwards. I felt, like, amazing. And uh, I've gone back to this uh, same acupuncturist. And with very good results, not as good as previous. And I'm wondering if you've ever kind of experienced that, number one. Still good, but maybe just because I don't have that pain anymore, it's, it's completely gone. And uh, my other question is that you had mentioned that low-carb, high-fat, while good for weight loss, has some effects, uh, negative effects on the cardiovascular system. And I've read some stuff from, like, Dr. Taub's, and uh, I think uh, the Eads uh, couple that write about protein power, that would seem to contradict that. And I'm just wondering if you have any sources or things I can read up on that show the negative uh, potential effects of low-carb, high-fat on cardiovascular. Sure, sure. Great. Um, So I'll answer your acupuncture question first. That is, um, I would say, somewhat common that you'll have sort of this dramatic impact in the beginning. And part of that, if you think about it, I think of acupuncture as as, um, balancing out the electrical circuitry of the body and what's called the bioelectric energy of the body. And if something has been really out of balance for a while or one of the circuits has been off and you just turn the circuit back on, then there's going to be a dramatic change in how you feel. And once that happens, 
uh, there's sort of a new level of homeostasis. So people may not get as dramatic effects each time, but you're still you're still benefiting by doing it. I mean, I, I, honestly, most people in this country could benefit from acupuncture once a week um, because there's so much stress and 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 uh, you know challenges that people go through. So acupuncture is just a way of sort of re rebalancing that electrical circuitry of the body. Um, so that's pretty common, and I think it's great, you know, continue to do it. And you may find that you don't need to go as frequently. And mm-hmm. then, you know, say you go less frequently and you come back and do another round of more frequent, you'll, you might have closer to that initial experience. But the good news is, your, you know, your neck pain is a lot less, which is great. And that's pretty common with acupuncture. Um, you know, yes, there's a lot of conflicting information out there. And here's, there's, there's a couple answers to that question. Number one is that we are all genetically different. Right. So there are some people that process fat much more effectively than other people. There are, there's a genotype called a um, lipoprotein gene, and that gene has to do with how we metabolize fat. And there are some types that if they eat too much fat, they oxidize their fat so quickly. That means it basically becomes, their fat becomes free radical so quickly that it damages brain tissue. And they've made, they have made genetic connections between Alzheimer's disease and people having this gene. Um, so for those people, eating a high-fat diet is practically killing them. Now, on the other hand, there are people that do benefit from a little extra fat, you know, that decreases inflammation in their body. Right. So there is a genetic factor. And, and in Ayurveda, we call that dosha. That means body type. It relates to the body type. And it's uh, we don't really have time to get into that right now, but it's all in my book. And, and connecting these ancient perspectives of dosha and Ayurveda with the genes, there's a whole chapter on that, which I think you'll find interesting. Um, okay. Well, I was just going to say that so in terms of that, because there's so many benefits to a plant-based diet, for somebody who doesn't really know their genes or their dosha or that type of thing, I generally recommend a moderate, you know, moderate fat diet and make sure that it's very healthy fats and you're not overcooking and, you know, and, 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 you know, destroying the quality of fats. So. Yeah, that's that's my information, and I, I think to err on the side of of caution um, in today's culture, um, opening up other pathways that really support metabolism and detoxification through a healthy plant based diet with moderate amount of fat is is probably the safest way to go. And uh, as far as maybe juicing the vegetables or smoothies, um, I, I would assume it doesn't matter how they get in there as long as as they get in there. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, there's a benefit of the benefit of of smoothies, um, are that you have you maintain the fiber of the yep. vegetables and the fruits, and the benefits of juicing is that there's no fiber, and so it gets into your you know the nutrients get into your body even quicker. Um, so so both have their benefits. Uh, blenders tend to be easier. You know, it's less cleaning as it's not as as, as difficult as a juicer. Um, I tend to like uh, smoothies, the more practical. And the fiber is really important. We don't get enough fiber typically in our diets these days, especially in a high animal protein diet. 
there's there's definitely people aren't getting nearly enough fiber. Leonardo, so, you know, but, Leonardo, yeah. we got to run here. Thank you very much for your call Thank you. this morning. Your patience on the phone. We'll get to more folks. Lenny in Philadelphia, you will be next when we continue in our discussion with uh, Jonathan Glass, who's an Ayurvedic uh, practitioner author of an upcoming book. We'll talk more about that as well as we move into the home stretch of our program at 7.30 this morning. It's the NFL preview. Sports Edge follows our 8 o'clock update and football Sundays after our 9 o'clock update here on The Fan. Bob Salter, Sports Radio 1019 FM, The Fan, and Sports Radio 66 WFAN. I love that from the second row there when they just sing out like that. Good morning, everybody. This is Bob Solter. We are in discussion with Jonathan Glass on our program. After our 8 o'clock update, Rick Wolf is along with the Sports Edge program. Football Sunday follows our 9 o'clock update here on The Fan and the NFL previews along at 7.30. We're in a discussion on an interesting area of um, topics with Jonathan Glass. He's an Ayurvedic practitioner author of a forthcoming book. He's been uh, taking some of your calls at 877-337-6666. Let's go back to the phone to Lenny from Philadelphia, who's been holding forever. Uh, Lenny, good morning. Welcome to yeah, the fan. Good morning to you. Great show. Uh, do you, could you give us some uh, cold remedies, uh, like for sinuses, sore throats, and coughs? Sure. I'm happy to. So um, I'm a big lover of echinacea. And uh, first of all, echinacea... Um, you want to make sure you get a high-quality echinacea. If it's in liquid form, you better taste that astringent, metallic, strange taste to it because if it doesn't have it in there, then it's not very potent echinacea, but you can get it in capsules or pills. Take echinacea twice a day throughout the whole winter. It really helps the immune system adapt. So that's, that's when to prevent. Now, a great herb for throats is an herb called andrographis, andrographis, one of the best herbs for the throat, and you can get that at any health food store, and it's great for the immune system also. So I would, I would just start with those two, and also colloidal silver can be very helpful as well. And what would be a good gargle for a sore throat? Good gargle, you could use, um, honestly, some salt. Or you could use a little bit of apple cider vinegar with some water and gargle that. Because and also um, anything with zinc in it. So there are zinc zinc uh, uh, throat rinses too. But gargling when you have a, any kind of virus is a really good idea because the viruses like to grow. When you gargle, it, it clears out the viruses that are accumulating in the throat. And if you let's say let's say your nose is stuffed, what would be good for that? Well, um, andrographis, again, is very beneficial. Then I would also think about um, getting yourself a neti pot or a nasal rinse device that you can get at a, you know, at a, at a pharmacy, and you put a little salt in there and uh, rinse the nasal out. That's, that's very helpful, too. Oh, okay, well, look, uh, I, 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 uh, okay, uh, how about the, I just wanted to ask you one other thing. How does the acupressure compare with acupuncture? Well, acupressure is really great also. The big difference is, is with acupuncture, you're able to put, you know, the acupuncture needles into many places all at one time. With acupressure, you're only able to do a couple places at a time because, you know, the person only has two hands. 
So it definitely uh, has its benefits. Um, acupuncture, uh, you could say you get a little bit more bang for your buck in a sense because you're, there's, there, you can do more at one time with acupuncture than you can with acupressure. Okay. Well, look, I really appreciate that. So thank you very much. Already, thank you're you very for welcome. your call. All right. Thanks for your patience on the phone to uh, Lenny. I'm glad to hear from some of the folks listening to us. We're talking with Jonathan Glass on our program, Ayurvedic practitioner, author of the upcoming book, Total Life Cleanse, a 30-day program to detoxify and nourish the body, mind, and soul. The book officially coming out at the end of January, as he said, it can be pre-ordered at this point. Uh, I also should mention the fact that you are a, a co-founder of uh, Healing is Essence Center, uh, which is on the web at HealingEssenceCenter.com. Now, before we let you go, and we've only got a couple minutes here, yep. sugar, okay? Um, this is a major concern for a lot of people. What can you tell us about sugar, and what advice would you give? Okay. Yeah, I mean, sugar, uh, the big problem with sugar is that it's it's everywhere, it's in everything, and now it's become corn syrup, which is basically super-duper concentrated sugar. So um, minimizing sugar is really, really important. Uh, read labels, try to avoid it, try to eat higher quality things. I mean, I tell people even who are, you know, candy bar addicts, if you're going to eat chocolate, at least get an uh, organic chocolate bar that has, you know, 40%, 50% less refined sugar in it. The other thing is you want whole sugar. Corn syrup is going to mess with your uh, blood sugar levels even more dramatically than whole sugar because at least whole sugar has some of the minerals still intact. So it's, it's actually still a food. But pure white refined sugar and then even corn syrup is really like a drug. It's, it's addictive and it, it will really mess with your... Um, your blood sugar, and eventually uh, damage the pancreas. And all the soda and all this you know, stuff that we're drinking these days, it's, it's, it's killing us in a lot of ways. And um, reducing it is really, really important. You must get an awful lot of enjoyment out of the work that you do. You've shared an awful lot with us on our program this morning, and we do appreciate that very much. You're kind Thank with you, your Bob, time. Thank you, Bob, for having me. Jonathan Glass has uh, joined us on our program, a licensed master acupuncturist, very knowledgeable in this uh, field. Uh, he's the author of this upcoming book, Total Life Cleanse, a 28-day program to detoxify and nourish the body, mind, and soul. Thank you for joining us on our program. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And as we move toward the end of our show, I'll just mention the fact that after our 8 o'clock update, it is Rick Wolf, who's along with the Sports Edge program here on The Fan. And after our 9 o'clock update, well, hey, open up the fun gates here. It's Football Sunday that happens. Always puts a smile on my face, and I always learn things during that program, too. Sometimes in that 10 o'clock hour, sort of toward the end of the hour, I pick up things there. And speaking of learning things, here's one of our favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – 
Price and coverage match limited by state law.